With the Amigos now, we have Tom Campbell, who you should all know and love from his Twitter account, at UtterlyTC. Tom, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bare your soul to the FBL community? Yeah, as, as ready as I'll ever be, Dominic. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. It's great to talk to you again. Um, for I'll give you the first question, Tom. Um, describe yourself for us in three words. Um, I think I'm pretty sociable. So, no, I like, uh, like going out for a drink with my friends. Um, I think I'm pretty addictive personality so I definitely would have that in there and that's probably lent itself to why I take FPL so seriously and uh, I think I'm pretty calm so like to like to try and stay calm and that can that can help in FPL because it can be such a frustrating game but gotta learn to relax about it so I'd say yeah sociable um, addictive and calm would be my word can we add eloquent please like it has to be in there <laughs> well I'll, I'll let, the, I'll let the, the listeners decide at the end of the, the end of the podcast <laughs> you, you are, are now the, known as eloquent uh, Tom okay. yeah addictive is definitely one of the uh, most common ones that people use to describe themselves like, yeah, yeah because to surprised. be FBL obsessive I think we're all a little bit addictive yeah yeah it's, it's definitely one that you can we can all relate to I'm sure so, Tom, tell us. Actually, I'm quite looking forward to this because I actually don't know where are you from because I can't tell from the accent or and you never mentioned it on Twitter or yeah. it. And what do you do? Uh, there's probably a reason for that, Mark. So I'm the right mongrel. I've been all over the place. <laughs> I um, was born just outside of London, uh, then moved down to the West Country, which is where I live. So I live in Bristol. Um, ah, I studied cool. it. Studied in um, Cardiff, though, lived there for a few years and then uh, returned to Bristol. So, uh, yeah, kind of all over the south, really. Um, I work for a bank. Um, I'm a, in sort of data analytics, so kind of explains sort of love for stats and what have you. So I uh, don't think it's many young boys dream to, to work for a bank. I'm still, you know, waiting for the call from West Ham. But uh, as long as that doesn't come, then I'll be happy doing my data analytics for a, for a bank in Bristol. They could do with it right now, to be fair. <laughs> Couldn't they, though? Yeah. I, I used to work for a bank myself, Tom, but um, oh, I got out of it after 11 years. I was 11 years, 11 years in there, yeah, and I got out. <laughs> I just, just, just ticked over that myself, so I'm into my 12th year now, Donica. So, yeah, you've, uh, you're just, you're, you've you're managed to actually release so soon. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. Um, tell us, next question is, how and when did you first get into FBL and football in general? Um, right, yeah. So, I mean, football in general, as long as I can remember, really, I sort of as soon as I moved to the southwest, I was um, to quickly got a season ticket for Bristol City. Um, once I was old enough, as a small boy down there, and played throughout my childhood and stuff. So, you know, that's as, as long as I can remember, really. FPL. Um, this is my tenth season now. So, um, played every year for the last um, ten season with sort of varying success really over the, over that time but yeah football fan for as long as I can remember and FPL for the last last 10 cool I think there's quite a few few people that we've spoken to that have been uh, this 10 10 year plus now I don't know if that's when the game started or whether or not it just went mainstream I'm not sure but um, I think more mainstream I think it started a few years before that but then people really got into it yeah I think in the 2007, eight season, yeah, yeah, and and, and but before that, I was kind of um, Telegraph, Fantasy Football, and the Times, respectively. How about you guys? Did you do that sort yeah. of newspaper gigs beforehand? You only had the kind of six transfers, I think it was, for the whole season. So um, yeah, I don't know whether that sort of instilled some discipline into me as a fantasy football manager because having to kind of you know uh, sort of take them over the course of the season rather than you know rinse them all in the first week, but. Yeah, certainly. Younger fans definitely, I think most um, younger managers must be in shock like when they do think about newspaper fantasy football and stuff. <laughs> no. It must I seem know. literally Yeah, I don't like, know uh, what you're talking about. No, you don't know what <laughs> newspapers are, Mars, right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually never played it, to be honest, but I guess, um, yeah, it took me a while to settle when I first came. And I, I just, uh, all I remember about FBO is. I think it was during uni or just when I, after I finished uni and then I was playing for 
for fun and then my friends told me that they had a league and I was like yeah of course hey yeah. I remember joining and I was top of their league halfway through the season and some people weren't happy um, that I joined halfway through the season I didn't yeah. win in the end I got caught up but uh, yeah some people were like what? what why is he joining halfway through the season well hey hey you've got my money <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah it's fair when you say you, so you came over Mars where was that from so uh, I'm originally Palestinian I came, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, ninety six. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I came. I came over for uh, for school, basically oh, boarding okay. school. I was in Catrum. Sorry. Okay, it's near where I, near yeah. where I was born. I was born in Red Hill, just outside. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Tom, back to you. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. This is the Tom show, not the Mars show. <laughs> Every show Wait, is the Mars show. Yeah, but you know, I like Tom, so I'm going to let him have some air time. <laughs> what is your highest? ever finish um, in FBL and is that your best memory or do you have another one? Uh, right, um, best finish was in the 2014-15 season uh, that was uh, 2,348 so just outside that top 2k um, and you know, I'm really proud of that one but I wouldn't say it was my favourite sort of standalone memory um, I actually had a good one for this because I think I did actually have um, Aguero captain when he went crazy against Newcastle, so that's always a fond one. But my one's a bit more, um, a bit more out of left field actually. So I brought in Johnny Waters um, as a rogue punt once in January in that same season, and he scored a hat trick against QPR in January. And I didn't have the guts to captain him, but I did, uh, did bring him in just for that one fixture, and he picked up three goals. And I think that's the sort of thing that, you know, as an FPL manager. Every now and again, you, you kind of make these decisions, and you know, hopefully for the people listening, they tend to be made in good faith after, you know, kind of considering them and, and giving it sort of due care and attention. But when you do get it right, it does feel awesome, and that was definitely one that sticks in the memory. Yeah, I've had oh, dreams yeah. like that, Tom. Where um, I've had <laughs> dreams where I've had a hat trick from a defender, yeah, and then I've woken up and gone. Oh, yeah, I have to get him in, and he's I never mean, done anything for me. Funny enough, don't get me wrong, I could counter that with odd, you know, numerous examples of ones that have been equally well considered and have just fallen flat on their face. But uh, yeah, that uh, one definitely, I definitely remember that fondly. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, tell us what do you like like most about the game, and what do you dislike most? Um, I think that, uh, liking. I mean, there's heaps to like. Obviously, we take it we take it seriously, but try and have fun with it as well. But for me, um, I'm a massive fan of the madness over the festive period so where it's kind of you know there's like contiguous game weeks and you just got to really think on your feet and kind of plan as much as you can and make sure you're up in time when you're hung over over christmas and acting quickly and uh if you have a bad game week then you don't have to you know kind of dwell on it too long because you've got another one in like 36 hours or whatever so the managers and stuff in you know real life can complain and whinge about it but from for us as fpl managers that's just that's heaps of fun over over that time so i'd say that's probably my favorite um aspect of the game um dislike i think probably i think i find it quite hard to stay like as motivated if i'm not if i'm not doing that well um you know i'll, I'll still play obviously but um for something that takes up you know nine months of the season you really want to kind of be enjoying it for the majority. And if you do fall off and have a bad season, which, you know, can happen to anybody, then, um, you know, for something that you take take quite, quite seriously, that can be pretty frustrating and, and can get quite depressing if you're, if you're not having any fun with it. So, yeah, when you fall back, I would say that would be the, the thing that I really don't like because it's a game that is with you for so much of the year. Yeah. You hit, you hit on a... On, on a tough one there. Let's move on before Dom starts um, remembering what's going on. <laughs> um, so, talking about things that you dislike, you're the boss at FPL for one day and you can change a rule or a feature in the game. What would it be? Yeah, so I had still thought about this question before and I, thought I was straight away going to jump on. It's quite topical. People kind of really, at the moment, there seems to be a lot of um, noise and chatter on Twitter and what have you about the bonus point system and people are I say people, a lot of folks seem quite um, unhappy with certain aspects of it. And I really don't like um, a system that punishes creativity. It really annoys me that um, players are negatively scored for 
missing big chances or shooting off target and what have you. Um, my argument would be that you've been punished enough as an owner by them missing it. You know, they've missed out on scoring you mm. points as a, as a, from a from a goal or, or creating an assist or whatever. But I um, thought rather than kind of focus on that one, it's become probably a bit too niche. I think what I'd like to do is introduce a new chip. And I think it would it would be a chip that basically when you play it, it would change your captain to your highest scoring player in that game week. Um, I just think that'd be a really cool dynamic as to how we would play that, whether or not you'd use it in a double game week, knowing that you can't kind of double up on chips or whether or not you'd risk it in a in a game where, you know, you've got three Man City players, for example, and they've got a really good home fixture. I just think that would be a, a really cool kind of aspect that the chip could be used in a number of different ways, whereas the ones that we've got currently do kind of lend themselves to to just the one way of playing them. So, yeah, that would be what I would do. I would um, add another chip to the mix, a best returning player um, as captain chip. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good. I I think that's uh, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. We'll commission that one. We'll get on to the... Guy, I'll just uh, get on to Jules. Yeah, I have right. um, I have Jules's <laughs> number, so I'll just get on to Jules' breach. And Miles, we'll Miles knows people. He can make these things happen. Yeah, he doesn't know the important people, though, Tom. I know the important <laughs> ones. So, oh, right. Yeah, Ma- um, Miles doesn't even know what his team is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. It's Chef Dale. How are you doing? Hey, Chef. You're right. Yeah, not too bad. Good man. So, if you could describe yourself in three words as an FPL manager, what would it be? Um, so, continuing the theme of the other guests that you've had on, I am definitely am uh, cautious FPL manager. Um, I think that just kind of comes from you kind of get a bit battle worn as playing it for a decade. So, yeah, I have become quite cautious over the years. Um, second, I'd say I'm quite observant. So, I think a lot of players, I think the temptation is, is that you kind of get bogged down in stats. And I love stats as much as anybody else, but there's nothing that quite substitutes for like watching a game or watching match of the day. Like I make a thing of writing notes on match of the day for the followers and what have you, but I love I, that summary. I have to read it. Oh, I thanks, have to mate. say it's brilliant. Oh, no, it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Like I, I said, did. it's eloquently written. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but like we're all football fans <laughs> at the end of the day. And actually I know match of the day obviously only gives that kind of um, brief summary on some games and what have you, but you can still glean a lot of stuff that maybe hit not, not immediately visible in the stats. So I do like watching, um, you know, the eye test and seeing how players get on. So observant, I would say. And the last one's kind of a, a struggle to phrase this, but I'd say quite trusting. So I think what I mean by that is if I've had like good experiences with uh, returns from a player over a number of years or in the past, then I'll give them probably longer in my team than perhaps another manager would because I will kind of recognise what they can do. So think I'm quite trusting. It's probably been to my detriment a little bit this season. I'm quite having a pretty crap, crap me uh, sort of season this season. But um, yeah, I'm more trusting. I think I've, as after a player has sort of done well for me, I'll it, it means <laughs> more than it probably should, and I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for a bit longer than perhaps uh, another manager would. No, I see what you yeah. mean. Sometimes if if there's a player that you know normally they deliver or they've helped you before, I tend to stick with them. But whereas if it like for example Lingard, I got him in, didn't do anything, kicked him out straight away. Put, mm. If it was uh, if it was somebody else like I don't know uh, Amares, for example, or someone yeah. who had delivered before, I might have given him a bit more time. Definitely, mate. I I, mm. I really think there's something in that as well. Like I think our, my friends and I at work as all well, data nerds uh, sort of refer to this as like FPL pedigree. That's our term for it. And once you've got these players, like Mares is a great example actually, where he's done it, you know, over the course of a season. And, you know, and beyond, you just sort of think that wasn't a flash in the pan. Like with Lingard, we're still kind of finding out a little bit about that. You know, new signings are always a bit different. But somebody like that, I just think you need to give them a bit longer in your team. And I, I think four game weeks is is about right, depending on how much money you've spent on a player. Yeah. That said, he's like 11.7 mil. So, you know, the, the trigger finger is it's pretty itchy with, with somebody that costs kind of over yeah. that 10.5 mil mark. Yeah. Tell us, Tom, what is your target each season and do you have a mini league, so cash or otherwise, that you look to first? Um, yeah, I play heaps of mini leagues. They tend to get swallowed up quite quickly. Um, always want to, you know, there's one with, um, I think, sort of 20, 25 of my closest friends and they always want to win that one. Done well over that in, in the last few years, but 
always want to win that one. That is a cash league, but not not much really. It's more more pride really. Um, in terms of um, like a goal of overall rank, I'm not one of these guys who looks at the percentage one. I heard Chief uh, talking about the top one percent. It's not really mm. a barometer I like really because the number of players playing the denominator is just going up and up and up season on season. And I think it kind of wrongly inflates that. I think I, I like having a one in the overall rank. So top 20K, you know, being in that 19 or below would be, I think, is an awesome target to achieve. Um, top 50K, I still think so, you've had a cracking season. Top 100K, I think, would be my, like, that's been a decent season. Anything beyond, like, below that, I would consider that to be sort of below where I where I'd want to finish. Um, last few seasons, I've been lucky enough to kind of finish... 20,000 or, or better, I think the last four, maybe five seasons. So done well over those seasons. But, you know, prior to that, there was a right mix in there. And I was taking it as seriously. So FPL's got a lot of luck. But, um, yeah, I think I think if you finished in the top 100K, you've had a had a decent season. Top 50K, you've done, you've done really well. And top 20K, then, you know, pat on the back and be as all round. So, Tom, what is the thing that you must do before each deadline? Apart from, obviously, you know, you summarised the match of the day but that's that's what at the beginning of the deadline obviously because it's, it's on a Saturday night what yeah, is it man. the thing that you must do before each deadline um, uh, read a blog look at data yeah. you love data I do love the data but I wouldn't say that's like a must for me I think it's for me I, I love the podcasts I mean I listen to you guys I was so stoked when you guys continued on from the fan few days um, I love the FF surgery pod uh, the hail cheaters pod um, there's probably a few others that I'm, I'm missing but uh, I sort of love those because I commute to work sort of 30 40 minutes each way so it's sort of perfect for for listening in so yeah I'm a big listener of um, of podcasts like the Scoutcast as well of course and uh, make sure that I listen to that because I want to get um, those in the nose thoughts and uh, yeah, it's a nice way to spend the, the walk to work so I, I make sure that I always listen in. and you get Mars's musicality as well it's a big bonus for you Absolutely, yeah. That was uh, that was win-win when that got added. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair to you, you always comment. I not you always comment on all the pods, which is always good because it's nice to get uh, feedback or interaction and reviews. Because sometimes you no, don't kidding. know what you've done until you hear back. I I, I hear you, and um, you know I've, I've sort of been invited onto a few of these over the years, and I then had no clue really as to how they were done and stuff beforehand before doing you know the first one a few years back and. So you gain an appreciation of, you know, the time you guys give up and the recording takes a while and then the editing and, you know, everyone's got busy lives and what have you. So it doesn't take much to say say thanks and make sure that you guys know that people are listening and enjoying it. So I always make sure I, I thank even, as, as much as I often, as much as I remember anyway. And as much as it's, um, that's one thing I find is, I think, uh, some people think that you nearly need to have to say, you know, these, these are the podcasts I listen to and you don't give, I give plugs to all podcasts because I listen mm. to numerous ones um, of all sorts. I listen to all sorts of podcasts. I'm a bit of a podcast addict, but fantasy football wise, I listen to four or five yeah, most likewise. weeks. Yeah. So um, I don't mind in the slightest bit. I retreat like, you know, and, the, and as you said, the comments are especially nice. We, we really like them because they do make make you know that people actually enjoy them or telling you where they listen to them and yeah. it, it does make a big difference. I, I totally agree. And you've got kind of different dynamics. So you've got like the General's uh, the 59th Minute pod, which is quite a new one. And he just sort of flies solo on that. You guys are obviously a trio. And then you've got the FF Surgery, who are the the duo of the Iceman and Bully, mm. who kind of get guests on. And the Hail Cheaters yeah. guys are, are two Americans. That's really cool. They're like, they're so into it as well. It's I just love it. Um, and they all like the contents obviously going to be similar because we're all talking about the same thing about the forthcoming game week but they all present slightly different views on it and as long as you can find the the time and as i say a commute for me lends itself perfectly to that and like it's perfect because it fills the gap between the actual point scoring on a on a saturday and sunday so tom when it comes to choosing your captain and deciding on your transfers how and when do you usually do that uh, right, mate. Uh, so I would say captain vary, but I I like having a captain that I have proof that they can score a hat trick in the prem. So anyone that's kind of done that before is fair game for me. Um, I always think that you want that really really high ceiling uh, for me when it comes to captain. It, it might have been why it's kind of 
haven't captained Salah as much as I should have done this season. Much more favoured Kane over the, the course of uh, this campaign. But um, yeah, I'll always I think we're all guilty of that, to be honest. Mate. Oh yeah, it's just, it's just. I think it's, it's it's I don't know if it's greed or or whatever or, or just like refusing to accept that Salah, you know, will continue to do this every week. But yeah, that's that's my uh, probably my main factor is I want a player that I know for a fact can um, can and has scored a Premier League hat trick to give you that really high ceiling. I tend to favour form um, over fixtures as well, and I thought quite an interesting way of thinking about this as well is by form. I also think the form of the opponent. I really like playing. I mean, the the sort of perfect storm is to choose a captain who's got that hat trick potential, but is um, and is in form, but is also playing. A, team that is struggling because in my opinion the Premier League is so difficult to come out of a bad run of form so actually when you're when you find a team that's struggling now then's the time to find a player who's, who's up against them because it is cutthroat out there and they will uh, they will tend to kick them when they're down so that's my my tactic there transfers wise it kind of differs over depending on when I am in the season so much more likely to gamble on an early transfer and kind of risk uh, that player getting injured during midweek early doors to try and build some team value. So I'll probably do that through till like January-ish time. Um, And then once you've kind of built up that team value, then I'm much more kind of prudent and will wait until as late as I can in the game week to get all of the, you know, the info from the press conferences and and, um, let any midweek matches play out so that... um, any move that I make is, is going to be likely to be bringing in a player who isn't actually unexpectedly injured. But I do find it's worth subtly changing how you approach that, depending on where you are in the in the calendar. Fair enough. So, Tom, do you have any, any no-go players or teams? Not really, mate. I, the, the no-go, I would say, for me, is I really like avoiding um, injury-prone players. So when I talked about um, players, you know, who've had who've got like FPL pedigree and have done well for me in the past. I do think anyone who's proven themselves to be quite brittle, like uh, an Aaron Ramsey or Phil Jones, players like that, I will tend to try and avoid them unless they really are, you know, on a prolonged run of good games and stuff, because you just find that you're, you're always on tenterhooks as to whether or not they're going to be picked, if they're going to be fit, and it's kind of a transfer waiting to happen. So more tend to avoid injury-prone players. Uh, team-wise, now I... Uh, anyone's fair game for me Okay Tom so you're um, we all know you're a Hammers fan so how do you feel about cheering on rivals in um, in your FBL team That no dramas for me really I, I actually do quite well in terms of trying to separate the two out so I'll always want West Ham to win any game they play obviously it doesn't happen a lot especially <laughs> recently but I'll always want that to be the case um, I try and think of FPL and like West Ham doing well as two separate things and uh, the the two kind of, they can coexist and sometimes I've been able to have FPL, uh, sorry, um, West Ham players in my FPL squad <laughs> not so much this season but uh, I, I tend to be able to differentiate the two quite well and if West Ham do well then I'm, I'm always stoked about that and if they don't then I tend to have backed the teams that are playing them anyway so have that to, to soften the blow. Commiserate yourself. Yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you have Annie on his little run? Or? Oh, man. Yeah, I did. Um, I had him in for the uh, double game week that we had when, when Kane kind of let everybody down. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had Arnie in. I was just kind of gutted when he got that injury because he was in such good form. Um, it really has kind of impacted our season as well because Moyes has been playing him as a, as a kind of false nine and that's been working pretty well. So... Uh, as long as we've got him in the team, we've got a chance and two two massive games upcoming in the course of our season. So hopefully he'll do well for them. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. So Don't Tom, Dale, there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know when you have no-go players, Anne, I'm one of my no-go players. So. Oh, is he? How come? <laughs> yeah. So Tom, what do you like best about being part of the FPL community? Um, I think it's just that, actually, Dale. Just actually feeling like you are part of it. Like, uh, it's grown heaps over the course of the, you know, the 10 years I've been um, playing FPL. Um, I've done bits and pieces, kind of do like fixture difficulty predictions, put them out on Twitter, do my match of the day notes and what have you. And um, yeah, I feel like contributing to that is um, is kind of cool. And actually, you feel like I'm helping because I get so much help back from 
the podcast that you know aforementioned podcasts I I listen to um, the sites like Fantasy Football Fix and Fantasy Football Scout and stuff and yeah, it's nice to feel like you're uh, you're part of that so yeah feeling part of a community is uh, another great reason to play it yeah definitely uh, how did your missus feel about it because <laughs> man's like um, man's kind of, strange yeah strange is the right word I mean, I'll t- every now and again I'll broach the subject with her and she kind of glazes over and just I don't think she, she she quite understands it, but she does humour me and she does recognise like it's you know it's it's my main hobby, so you know she she indulges me. Um, yeah. Whether or whether or not she she understands it, um, that's open to debate. But she's a mathematician too, so she could probably play it and beat me actually. So I don't want to mention it too much because that would uh, that would not be good. I'd I'd lose a lot of face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> my, my, mine don't even like football, let alone FPL, but she's only interested. <laughs> she was only ever interested when I won uh, two leagues in a row. She even asked me, like, who did you captain this week? I'm like, what? What's going on here? Because <laughs> it was a cash league, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah did, exactly. I did. Actually, that's quite funny. Every now and again, if I've got a captaincy decision, I'll just I'll just say the two names and then be like, Carly, which one, which I, one of I, these I names do, did you prefer? And, and then she'll, she'll say one. I do, like, I now, do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and then we've all got somebody else to blame. <laughs> so um, if there's a player, past or present, Tom, that you could have in your team, who would it be? Um, I, Cristiano Ronaldo was, was um, my favourite FPL player because he was captain material irrespective of fixture or... Um, uh, or form really because his form was always amazing so I think having him back would be would be pretty awesome because it would, would take that <laughs> stress out of it I just loved having him he was kind of like a Luis Suarez type character and you know and it would just be it doesn't matter who they're playing they could be away at Chelsea and he could still bang in a hat trick no problem so he would be my the one I'd love to see see back at his peak yeah quality player um, tell us Tom what's your Favourite meal and favourite drink? Well, over at uh, DaleDoesFood.com, you can learn some quality recipes. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 um, I have no idea what accent I did there at all. <laughs> I, um, so I, I am a bit of a foodie, actually. Dale's actually helped me out with some um, his recent vids, so they've been really cool. But I'd go um, uh, fillet steak would be my would be my fave and yeah, wash that down with a nice IPA and I'll be happy, happy as Larry. That's good to know that someone's actually looking at my website. Anyway, they're doing, they're doing really well, mate. I've been really enjoying them. So, Tom, if your house was on fire and you could only save one non-living item, what would it be? Um, so, I actually recently got uh, engaged. So, um, I was over in New Zealand and uh, proposed to my now fiance, um, and we bought ourselves a, um, a, a wall hanging of a map of New Zealand, sort of colourful one that's gone up in our house. So. That's obviously got a lot of uh, sentimental value to me, even though it's only a few months old. So, yeah, I'd I'd make sure I grab that off the wall before before the place burnt down. <laughs> Congratulations! Oh, nice one. Congrats! Yeah, that is a nice answer. We don't we normally it's phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming my phone's already in my pocket. <laughs> I, I need to keep my FPL team updated. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> no, my answer stands. I'll stick with that one. Uh, so, uh, any special skills, Tom? Oh, I saw this question. No, I mean, I'm really, really tall. I don't know if I can count that as a skill, but <laughs> if like there's something different, I'm like six foot six, six foot seven-ish. So, uh, people often like comment on that as if like I've done something to achieve that. So, if you subscribe to the view that I've uh, I've tried to achieve that, then I'm, yeah, I'd have that down. I'm, I'm <laughs> a lanky Peter Crouch style uh, fella, but n- no other skills. Certainly not management. I've, uh, <laughs> I've gotten um I'm six four and I'm six four, six five. So um I've often got the same uh, the same thing. It's basically what did they feed you when you're growing up? And I'm pretty yeah. much the same thing as you got, but uh I, know. I just I, absorb I, the nutrients better. I don't know. <laughs> my, my fiance describes it as a disability, which I think is a bit harsh, but I, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'd have I'm with a tall boys tonight. God. Yeah. Yeah. Well one, one thing don't, is, don't, um, Dale, don't worry, Dale, I've got you back. <laughs> how tall are you, how tall are you Maz? Uh, five six. Uh, I'm not the smallest, then, so that's all right. 
I was saying um, one, th- one thing actually us tall boys actually have probably as a special skill, Tom, is um, when we're going through doorways, right, or arches oh, that are yeah. a little bit low, we have an automatic hydraulic system that just you we do. lower our height slightly yeah, just yeah, to yeah. just to basically get through. Listeners will think you're making that up, but that is definitely true. It's just like you say, it's been built up over years of smashing the we automatically head judge. We, we can judge the we can judge where the ceiling is or where the where that's the right. clearance uh, yeah. um so that's our special skill um yeah. tell us music wise you listen to a lot of podcasts but what's your favorite type of music um so i've really uh, recently been enjoying the chain smokers i went to a chain smokers gig recently and thought i was um i was amazing that was up at ali pali in london so I, I like heaps of music, like Counting Crows are my favourite band, which is totally different to the Chainsmokers. But yeah, they're probably my favourite uh, favorite band right now and been enjoying their stuff. So I'd have them down as my answer for that. Very tough. So Tom, final question. Tell us your one guilty pleasure and the one bad habit you have. Uh, so guilty pleasure, um, I'd say Pixar movies. Uh, you could have like all the... You know, cool gangster films and what have you, but I'm I'm happy sticking any uh, any Pixar. Don't watch Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, anything like that. They're they're (laughs) all amazing. I won't hear anyone anyone slag them off. They're their quality. Um, Bad habits. I mean, how long have you got? Uh, Pretty much everything. I love a beer. I love a bet. But um, I did manage to stop smoking three and a half years ago. So that's that's off the list. But um, yeah, I I do like do like a beer and I do like a bet. So uh, that's probably enough. Good batting. <laughs> no, I've just I've been stopped four months now. So yeah, good on you, mate. This uh, is, is pretty difficult, but it's worth it. Tom, thanks a million. Thanks a million for coming on the show. Um, it's been fantastic getting to know you. Cool. Thanks very much for having me on, chaps. Appreciate it. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo. With the three amigos now, we have David Isaac, who you should all know and love from his Twitter account, at DavidOff underscore seven. David, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? I think so. <laughs> Don't sound so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't bite, Desc- promise. David, describe yourself for us in three words. Um, I'd say I'm pretty witty. A lot of people say that. Um, second and third word has to be Wenger out. <laughs> I, I see where the witchiness comes from. <laughs> I like that. Oh, brilliant. That, that's brilliant. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. But they <laughs> well, tell us, um, obviously, we, we, we've all come to know you because, uh, because you're doing really well. And actually, when, when you see how well you're doing this season, it shouldn't be a surprise because you've done, like, you finished in the top 10k. For for uh, four times, uh, that's brilliant. I think you know w- somebody like Don will dream to to even finish once. To be honest, you know. <laughs> um, so, Dave, where do you live, and where do you currently work at? Uh, I live in West London, and I work in the medical industry. Oh, cool. That's uh, that's interesting. We might be similar uh, backgrounds if you're working in the medical industry. Talk about that later. All right, Dave. It's Chef Dale. Um... How and when did you first get into FPL and football in general? Um, football, the first thing I remember was supporting Arsenal was a 1993 Charity Shield final where we lost on penalties to United, Seaman missing a penalty. And the only reason I liked Arsenal then because I liked yellow and they were in a yellow kit. And all these years I always wish I liked red so I could have an easier life, you know, supporting United with all those trophies. But it wasn't to be. I'm an Arsenal fan. I have to live with it. And that's how I got into football and Arsenal and FPL. It was 2004-2005 season, uh, which doesn't even include in the game week histories if you look on FPL. So it was a couple of seasons before they took records into account. And didn't know anything about it, didn't know the rules. And I remember my first ever captain was Patrick Vieira, just because I thought he's a great captain. So, yeah, that's my earliest memories. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the, t- the, t- the tiny little things that make uh, that decide who you're going to support as a as a Honestly, club is amazing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to be um, to be fair, ca- I used to captain Jamie Carragher when I first started. He must have got a lot of goals. Give points there. for own goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you you actually mentioned it on our regular podcast, but um, tell us what was your highest ever FPL finish? Uh, 573rd, which was in a 14-15 season. But you're going to do better than that this year, aren't you? I have to. If I if I don't, I'll, that'll be a failure because I've been in the top 500 for quite a while now. So I'm looking to you'll at least good. break into you'll that. Be, yeah, you'd be good at definitely. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and um, you know, what's what's your best FPL memory so far? Uh, I've got a really bad memory, so off the top of my head, um, I remember bringing in Kane in that that season that I'd done really well when he was uh, like four and a half million. Um, he was doing well in the Europa League and Spurs needed a striker because I think I forgot who their main striker was at that time. He was injured, so I knew he was going to play and he had Spurs had um, some easy games and I just never looked back since then. He just couldn't stop scoring even when he had um, Chelsea away. He got like two goals and two assists and I had him all throughout that period, so that was a good memory and a random one was that season as well. Um, I don't know why I just went for, it's going to sound stupid, but I brought in Jonathan Walters for one game he was at home to QPR, and I just, I just knew he's going to score. He ended up scoring a hat trick, and I don't know, just one of those ones that I just got really lucky with. Did you catch him? No, no, I didn't go that far. Bringing him was risky <laughs> enough. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll never, not do that. <laughs> so, dude, what do you like most about the game, and what do you dislike the most? Uh, what I've realised I like the most is you end up just like enjoying boring games like. West Brom and Burnley because you might have a Burnley defender or a West Brom defender you know just randomly throughout the season you know those random Monday 8pm games that you wouldn't really watch but if you've got a player in there you'll watch them cheering them on and if they score it just it makes you Monday night so it just makes football more interesting you know it's interesting enough but just like the boring games on paper if they affect your team and FPL so it should be more interested in the game and the thing I dislike is the bonus point system it's just I think it's a shambles, to be honest. The way it punishes um, strikers for, you know, being positive, basically. Obviously, there's no perfect striker who's going to score every shot they take and hit the target every time. So hitting the post, you know, from 30 yards out is that's a minus point. It's off target. So I think they just need to redo the bonus points. You know, Butland getting three, scoring an own goal. I know he got loads of saves, but I just think I don't think he can justify that. Yeah, I think the bonus points are there. It should be a more of a an even one across different players, not just three players or getting bonus points, but just yeah. you know where there's where they kind of get a gradient of points. So from like very low up, you know, just increase have to increase up the number of points they do it. But there's other other platforms do it. I think better than FPL, one of the few things they do better. But um, I think they will know what the answer to the next question is. You kind of gave a hint for it there. But if you're the boss at FPL for one day and you can change one rule or feature in the game. Is that what you're going to go for, the bonus points? Yeah, definitely that. It's just not punishing, you know, positive play shots off target. So just a kind of complete overhaul of the bonus point system. Maybe just a 3-2-1. I don't like when it's like, so there's some games where you'll get, you know, someone getting three and then like five players getting one bonus point. It's just, did they all do perfectly exactly the same? Like, I don't know, it should just be a 3-2-1 and based on other stats. Yeah, I think... I think bonus point is one of those that is uh, absolutely the, the top discussion at the moment on Twitter. And rightly so. It's just it's frustrating. So, uh, Dave, you, um, would the gangsters Allardyce say, uh, you know, uh, David out? Or how else would you describe yourself as an FPL manager? Um, I'd say I'm, I'm a boring manager. I'm quite predictable in what I do. Like, you know, my friends always are, oh, you're definitely going to Captain Kane this week. Or you're definitely going to do that. I'm quite boring. Uh, the second word I'd say... I'd used to describe myself as a statistician. I, I look at stats a lot, you know, not just like oh, shots on target. I just look at teams in general, how they perform at home, how many goals they score, the team they're playing, how how many do they concede at home, how many do they concede away. So I take all those into account before making like transfer decisions or captain decisions. And the last word I'd say is obsessive. I do a lot of research. I spend a lot of time on it. I'm obsessed with it. I watch loads of games. I watch the highlights. And it gets me to make the best decisions. Okay. Uh, so, David, what is your target each season in FPL and do you have a mini-league that you look to first? Um, beginning of the season, I always try and try and get into the top 10K. Obviously, this season's a bit different because I'm doing much better than I expected. So, now, it's, for me, it's like top 500. is a must. So, But mostly, it's going to be top 10K every season. And then, obviously, depending on how well I'm doing or how bad I'm doing, that can change. 
Um, yeah, I've got quite a few cash leagues I have with a couple of mates here and there. So, but I, I kind of concentrate on overall rank more than um, mini league rivals because that will just come into place once I do the best I can in overall rank. You must be winning your mini leagues, unless there's somebody uh, better than you in your mini leagues. Yeah, no, I am winning my mini leagues, but there's there's a guy who's he's been my rival for for ages. He's always he's always there, he's just niggling away at me. Like I had a more than a hundred point lead. Um, over him and then he used his free hit um, they even spoke about on Fantasy Football Scout it was like he came like 12th in the game week for that week he got like 112 points something stupid like that so he just closed their gap on me and he's been like I think he's like 20 points away from me and he's been there ever since can't seem to shake him off is he a mate? Uh, yeah he's actually my uh, wife's cousin and that season that I came 573rd he actually came higher than he came 400 something and I took a risk in the last week by captaining uh, Ben Tekia just to try and beat him when the obvious captain was Aguero and I missed out on the top 500 place. But yeah, he's, he's one of my main rivals. Do you want to give him a shout out on the pod? <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think he's on Twitter, but yeah, his name's Dean, Dean Nissan. He's a decent, mm-hmm. de- decent FPL player. Don, this is the kind of pressure you'll never feel. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I knew there had to be a jab coming in there somewhere. I was I was going to say, um, Mars, yeah, this is uh, it's like the way I'm breathing down your necks, you know, just you look over your shoulder and there I am. But um, yeah, next year, next year, lads, we're always next year. But, um, <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, thanks, uh, David. Come here. The next question up is um, you about your process basically before the deadline. You mentioned you're a conservative manager and you kind of you you sometimes make the kind of obvious decisions. That's what you feel like. But um, what is the thing you must do before each deadline? So could it be read a blog, look at data, listen to podcasts? What's, what's your kind of process? Uh, the main thing I do is always just wait until Friday's press conferences. I think they're so important. You can get you can get a lot of info out there. I know some managers like Mourinho are just liars and they don't give you much. And But in general, you can kind of see who's fit, who's available, who's injured. And that helps me a lot. Obviously, doing the stats and research of form of teams and players, but always, always waiting for Friday deadlines, unless it's an absolute like necessity to put someone in because you're going to miss the price rise. And you know, but in general, yeah, press conferences I always wait for. So, does that also play a part of how you choose your captain? Like when it comes to choosing the captain um, and doing your transfers, what drives you to do it? And when? So you do it on Friday night. Is that is that what you do? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll usually have a captain in mind straight away, like just by looking at it quickly. But that can obviously change during the week or according to team news. But yeah, with captains, it's, it's easier said than done. But I just literally pick who I think will score the most goals. I mean, people don't do that. Like you, you have your team and you always try and pick a gamble, pick a risk and it won't pay off. It won't pay off. And then eventually it will. But by the time it does pay off, you've missed out on so many points when you could have just pick the safe captain. So I don't really like gambling with my captain. I just pick the one I'm things going to score the most goals. And if you do that over 38 weeks, you'll gain so much more points than hitting that one or two random risky captains that you'll try to hit. That's why I think a lot of people fall back, you know, just picking that, trying to get that random differential. Good yeah. stuff. So, David, do you have any no-go players or teams when it comes to FPL? No, you can never say never. In Premier League, you just don't know who's going to be in form. I mean, who expected at the beginning of the season for Huddersfield to keep, like, I think three, four clean sheets in a row? You know, you just... You assume, oh, Huddersfield, they're going to be the worst in Premiership. You know, they came from the Championship through the playoffs, I think. So, but you can just, you just have to just see as you go along. You can't really say I won't pick him or won't pick that team. I'm not, I'm not biased like that. Um, brilliant stuff. Thanks, me and David. Um, you mentioned, of course, you're an Arsenal fan, but um, how do you feel about cheering on rivals? How do you deal with that kind of dilemma between um, cheering on your rivals and supporting the Arsenal? Uh, well, Arsenal have depressed me for over 10 years now, so I don't mind sharing rival FPL players, especially like if they're going to get me points and win me money. What's Arsenal, what are Arsenal going to win me? Fourth place at best, I'm not interested in that anymore. We used to, you know, get the league and do well in the Champions League or go far in it, but no, I have to, you have to put support aside for FPL. I mean, you know, I've usually got Kane captain, so I'll cheer when he scores. I don't mind. He's a, he's a Spurs player and I'm an Arsenal fan, but you kind of have to put that aside when it comes to the FPL. I mean, if you don't, if you're just going to rely on your own team and not put your rivals' players in, you won't do well. 
Yeah, I guess um, that's why you're quite high up, and we're not. Even though I try not to think about who's uh, who's playing against Liverpool, or who Liverpool are playing against. Um, David, you you obviously embraced the Christmas Island League, um, and you're doing well. Obviously, you're leading it right now. How how do you what what do you like best about the community and and you know being part of it? I think there's just um, a lot of good banter on Twitter on FPL, and there's a lot of good information available out there as well. You know, different accounts provide different things, different stats, different opinions and views. So you can gather quite a lot of info to make decisions if you're struggling to pick between two things. You know, maybe a captain, maybe a transfer. You know, you can read someone tweeting tweeting something about something you didn't think of or a stat you didn't know about. So <coughs> there's a lot of good info out there on um, Twitter community and. You know, doing good this season has gained me like over a thousand followers so far, and I've got a lot of good feedback on my article and my first podcast with you guys. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it all um, happened when you first came on, didn't it? Basically, yeah. you 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 went anywhere <laughs> near the top, and then suddenly you come on, and we're like a charm. Now you're gonna get into the top twenty, and there's a lot of glory hunters on Twitter. Do, do you call them? Do, do, do you call them glory hunters on Twitter? <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> The um, one thing actually I wanted to actually ask you about that, David, was um, like you were kind of not so much active kind of in the FBL community up to like this season. But has it actually affected you? Sometimes we talk about the Twitter think tank, but has that kind of affected your any of your transfers this season, any of the moves you've made um, in looking and seeing what people are talking about week in, week out? Yeah, I mean, you, you do look at that just to, you know, gather information and look at what people are doing, what people's opinions are. I mean, in terms of me, when I'm uh, being in the top 100, I have to kind of like try and protect, protect my position. So if I could see a lot of managers that are doing, you know, a particular move, if I try and go against that, try and be too risky, it could affect my rank and I could drop down. So th- that's the reason why I put Van Dijk in. And I'm not really a big fan of Liverpool defence, but I just knew he's going to be one of the most highly owned defenders, specifically him and not Robertson, uh, one of the most highly owned defenders in the top like 1K. So, I, again, playing it safe, being boring, just putting him in in case he does get that random clean sheet bonus goal. I don't want to be missing out on that. And if he doesn't do well, I'm not really going to drop a lot because, you know, everyone around me has kind of got him. So kind of just cementing my position in the top 100 by putting in him. So, David, if you could pick one player past or present for your FPL team, who would it be? Oh, Thierry Henry, no doubt. Goals and assists galore. Yeah, he was a machine, wasn't he? Yeah. One of my favourite players ever. Yeah. Va, va, boom. Accent is not Don's thing, to be honest. He can just about do the Irish one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going in two-footed on Don tonight. Yeah, yeah, totally too footed. I I just noticed there the um all the the um the Twitter banter that came my way or ground that I wasn't tagged in. Um, yeah, you're continuing it on the pod tonight, Mersey. Uh, all good, David. This one is should really be the chef's question, but I'll take it. Uh, your favorite meal and your favorite drink. Um, I don't really have a particular favorite meal. I, mean, I love Chinese food, pizza and sushi. They're like my main three. Like food I like. Uh, drink, it's got to be Jack Daniels Honey and Coke. Can't be that. Honey? Ooh. Yeah. Honey and Coke? Jack, yeah, Jack, Jack Daniels, Daniels Honey. Yeah, Jack Daniels Honey flavour. You get, you get the honey flavour. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm a beer man myself. But... Yeah. I never had that one now. But it might be no, more nah, stomach. I've had that one. It is, it is nice. It is nice. I've had it. So, David, your house is on fire and you could only take or save one non-living item, what would it be? It would have to be my phone. Easy one there, phone. And Karen's doing sure. a film on that. Phone yeah. and iPad <laughs> is the regular answer, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like funny, you, 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 you see how people think yeah. when you ask them this question, and 90% have said phone. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. I think we'd all be lost a little bit without having um, without having our phone. I know one day I was without data for a day, and I felt like I was... Um, Wow. It was actually a little bit scary. You, you kind of feel like you're um, isolated, which is um, which is a bit hard. <laughs> so, David, do you have any special skills? Um, I'm I'm a quite decent poker player, actually. That's a, really, I think I can think no, of. Yeah, I think we should do a poker club, and I then think we should, play yeah. the, and then play the beer club. We'll beat them because they'll be drunk. 
Do you know how much I can drink, Maz? <laughs> I know, but I can last. I can play boring until you're really drunk. <laughs> um, what, uh, David? Do, are you into music? What type of music do you like? Hey, uh, R&B and hip hop. I think interesting. Hey, hey, R&B and hip hop. Go on, Dale. Ask. Go on. Ask the question. Because we know we know what question you're going to ask him. What what rapper are you into, um, David? Uh, I don't really have a favorite rapper. Probably not everyone's favorite answer, but I really like Drake. Okay. Oh wow, well, it'll pass. Yep. And uh, how how about Kendrick Lamar, David? How do you feel about him? I'm not a mass, not a massive fan, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm blocking you right now. <laughs> Everyone, David, on the pod, when we've uh, we've asked him that, he, he asked, how about Kendrick Lamar? It's like you're talking about his uh, <laughs> his child. <laughs> but, uh, <It's> yeah, <laughs> David, uh, this is the final question of your uh, of your interview, shall we call it? But um, tell us one guilty pleasure and one bad habit that you have. Uh, guilty pleasure. Um, I've watched the latest season of Love Island, but that's my wife's fault, not my fault. And uh, bad yeah, habit is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't wait for the next one. Um, uh, bad habit is I don't really take the bins out. I leave it for my wife to do, which I need to fix up on. Oh, no. David, you don't do that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my wife wouldn't do that. There's no way in the world. Well, well but, uh, actually, technically, I do take them out, but, you know, she gathers it all. She does it all. I just do the easy pitch, throw it in when the, I, the bin. When I go traveling, our neighbors laugh if they see my wife out doing the bins. They're like, are you okay? No, I do I do that. I, I take them out, but, you know, the, the long part of taking out, putting a new bag in, tying it up, I just throw it in the bin. I don't really, you know, <laughs> do the whole process. It should be, should do the whole process, really. This could be a whole discussion. Now, next next we'll be talking about dishwasher and, and putting place in the dishwashers, <laughs> and that will start a whole new discussion. <laughs> I put them in, but I don't even take them out. That's another bad habit. I need to empty a dishwasher out more often. Yeah, a lot, you have a lot of bad habits, David. Mary, yeah. David, it has been a, it's been brilliant. Thanks a million for for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Thanks, guys, for having me. Enjoyed it. Brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.